You have found the children's nook. Please come in and take a look. Find a story just for you, and I will even read it too. Cuddle up and open your mind. Let's see what fun story we can find. And remember, this episode is powered by Anchor, by Spotify, and the music is by Pixabay.com. <laughs> Come on, let's find out what the next story is. Welcome to the next story. I'm very glad you're here. This story is called Remembering the Magic. Come on, let's find out what it's all about. Sometimes we forget about the mystical creatures and beings that exist around us. Really, they do exist. Well, that is if you believe. There was an orange sun coming over the hamlet of Middleland, and Katamazoo, the little mystical sprite, was worried about his friend Malut. You see, Malut was the last dragon in Middleland, and for that matter, the largest one anywhere. Oh, believe me, there were a few others who roamed the north and south, but Malut was the oldest, and he had lived in Middleland for centuries. For some reason, however, though, he had lost his desire to breathe fire, roar, or even fly for that matter. Of course, as you know, all dragons breathe fire, roar, and fly like no other creature on the planet. That being said, Katamazoo wanted to find out what was wrong with Malut, and so he visited his large friend in his cave on the outskirts of Middleland. When he arrived, he noticed that Malut's long tail was laying outside of the cave entrance as if he just went in halfway and stopped to lie down. He crawled in on top of the tail and jumped down onto the floor of the cave now at Malut's head. Malut just slowly opened his eyes and asked, Cat! Why are you bothering me midday? Can't you see I'm trying to take a nap? Well, Katamazoo didn't accept that comment. He was a sprite, and they were even more persistent than fairies or pixies or elves or, well, any of the tiniest mystical beings. And so he answered right back. Malute! 
You're supposed to be flying around, roaring and breathing fire, mystifying people, and inspiring tales of knights and castles. What's wrong with you? Why are you being so lazy? Well, Malut blinked slowly and grumpily answered, Why should I? There's no more children who believe in us. No one is searching for us anymore. No one cares that we're mystical creatures from the dawn of time. <sighs> They've even stopped telling tales about us. Why bother? Katamazoo suddenly thought that what Malut was saying was a bit true, in a sense, and so he said one thing to his sad, lazy friend. Well, then we'll just need to remind them all. We'll fly over the shires, the burrows, the little towns, the cities, the castles, everywhere we can find people. They will see us again, sailing through the clouds. They'll believe it with their own eyes, won't they, if their hearts and minds won't? Well, Malut tried to remind Katamazoo. But I've done this many times lately, Cat. It's the children. Too many of them now think we're just a fabled creature, made up and not real. Without the children believing, no one can see us. It's our true power, Cat. You know this. It's like Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, even the Leprechauns. All of us can only be seen when the children believe. If they only knew we are real. Ah, alas, even Santa thinks I may be right. He's a bit sad too. All we want is for the children to just believe in us again. Well, Katamazoo realized that Malut was probably right, but in his mind he wondered if they couldn't try to convince at least a few children once more and bring their mystical stories back to life. All Malut ever wanted was to be known about so that children could imagine them again the way they used to. Cat just had to come up with an idea to make it so. He couldn't stand seeing how sad it made his beautiful and magnificent friend. You see, Malut was once the stuff of legends. And he started it all. Even before Santa Claus or even the Tooth Fairy, Malut had been the subject of stories everywhere in every culture all over the world. His image and those of other mystical creatures and beings once made the children's eyes wide with magical thoughts. And when the children had magical thoughts, they were kinder and happier 
This is the real reason Malut was sad. All he wanted was for magic to return to the hearts of the children. Katamazoo went home and decided that it was his mission to figure this out, and so he called upon all of the wondrous beings that had ever existed, and they met to come up with an idea that would help them all, including the magnificent Malut. Cat sent out letters, and so many mystical and magical characters arrived to Middleland. They met in the Grand Hall, and with the fire burning and the candles lit, they began to talk about the problem and what to do about it. Santa was there with Rudolph, the Easter Bunny, the Tooth Fairy, the Irish Leprechauns, Pixies, Fairies, Forest and Garden Gnomes, and so many others. The room was filled with sparkles, colors, and voices so wonderful to Katamazoo, he was utterly grateful. As I look around this room, I thank you all. And when I explain the issue, I would love to hear any suggestions you may all have. He told them everything that he and Malut had spoken of. Just then, the lumbering Malut made the ground shake as he was curious as to why the Grand Hall was so noisy. What is all this noise? He yawned and poked his head into the doorway. Everyone turned to look and Malut realized there was something special happening. Oh, I see we're having a party cat. Well, Katamazoo chuckled and so did everyone else. No, no, Malut. We're just here to discuss this issue of the children not believing in us as much anymore. Malut grumbled again and a pixie went to him to try and cheer him up. I told Cat there's just no use. They just don't want to believe anymore. The little pixie landed on Malut's grumpy nose and hugged him on the snout. He made her smile with her innocence and kindness. She said to him very sweetly, What if we found a way? What if we could make the children believe again? Malut's grumpy face now softened he was touched by the helpfulness of the little pixie and everyone's presence in the grand hall. Katamazoo suddenly blurted, I have an idea. Everyone turned to look. Cat continued, What? What if we all left clues and hints for the children? Maybe if a child finds 
pixie dust on their pillow or candy in their shoe or they find dragon footprints in their backyard or in the sand at the playground. What if the problem has been us all along? What if we just don't do enough to help them believe? What if we're all a bit like Malut too? And we're giving up a little. Maybe the problem is that we need to make a better effort. What if instead of just asking the children to try harder to believe in us, we try harder to believe in ourselves too? Maybe people need us to show them that magic and hope still exists, even if they don't see us. Malut's large golden eyes widened, and he suddenly realized that his friend Cat may be right again. What if they did need to try harder and help the people, the children, remember their hearts, remember their kindness, Remember that hope and wishes were still there for them. Asking them to simply believe was hard for people to do with all that life had become and so much time had passed. The little pixie now spoke again. She giggled with glee. <laughs> I knew you'd think of something, Cat. I think this is a wonderful idea. Let's fly tonight and leave the people clues and hints all over their parks, their streets, their homes, their yards. We can do it together. It will be so much fun. <laughs> Everyone in the Grand Hall seemed to react the same way. It did seem as though maybe all they needed to do was try a little harder. Malut himself spoke up and admitted, I do believe that I have seen this all in a new light as well. I have been lazy and misguided by my own feelings. If, if we think about others more and try just a little harder, maybe children believing in us will be the gift and not the solution. It was settled, and they were all ready to help the children, and the adults even. So, believing once again in the magic that existed around the world was what they needed to focus on. And so it was that every mystical being went in different directions and made their way all over the planet to leave clues of their existence and the hope that wishes and dreams needed to be kept alive for everyone to be truly happy. They flew to Norway and Canada and the United States and France and then they flew into the jungles and the rainforests and the cold Arctic North and the warm tropical South. As the night went on there were magical clues and hints being left everywhere and all the children had to do was notice them. Some were very obvious and some were hidden in places that they would be found eventually. There was pixie dust on the flower petals, trinkets and toys hidden in the parks, 
and dresser drawers as if they'd been lost. There were unusual colored eggs in birds' nests and special flowers that popped up out of nowhere in people's flower gardens and along the roads. Candies and chocolates were hidden in pockets and shoes. Heart-shaped stones were left by the gnomes everywhere so that when the children found them they would be inspired by their symbol of love. They would show their families and enlighten everyone's hearts. Fairies left tiny white and yellow feathers from their wings tucked into car doors or windowsills. On the playgrounds, the little pixies left silver sparkles within the sand that would catch people's eyes when the sun hit them. And then she found snow in the more northern areas and did the same as the white and silver flickering in the morning rays would signal to children and adults alike that the cold weather could also be beautiful and bring hope. The forest gnomes bent small tree branches into certain positions so that they would cast dancing shadows of pretty designs onto the ground when the wind blew and the sun shined down upon them. The leprechauns even left four-leaf clovers planted in as many places as they could find, with the hope that if found their magical feeling of luck would glow within children's hearts. Even the Tooth Fairy visited three times as many homes that night, leaving a coin under each and every pillow for every child who lost a tooth. It was an inspiring night indeed, and most noticeable of all the clues were the dragon footprints that Malut and Cat would leave lightly here and there within forest trails on the seashores, with Cat helping to drag Malut's tail within the sand behind them, and in the muddy mountain paths everywhere they thought people and their children would be. Malut's three-toed, clawed feet were unlike any other animal now living on the planet, and if anyone found them, it would create a sense of wonder and mystery in them. People would begin to think deeply as to what could have made them, and hopefully remember the dragon's mighty and mystical existence. Now, as they gathered together to listen to the winds of time within the center of Middleland, they all sat quietly together, waiting to hear a glimmer of a reaction as their clues and hints were being found across the world. You see, Middleland was in the center of it all, and every type and direction of wind would roll through its cobbled ancient streets. The mystical beings could hear many things that were captured on the wind. The pixie even lighted upon Malut's snout once again and stopped flickering her tiny wings. There was a hush among them all as they listened intently. Then, as a distant murmur began to grow, whispers of glee, gasps of surprises, singing and voices telling tales began to ring loudly and clearly to them all. They heard laughter and tears of joy. They felt hope and listened as one came through so loudly that there was no mistaking it. 
From a corner far, far away, a small boy's voice was heard all the way from England on the shores of Dover at the sea. Mother, father, look, it's dragons. Dragons were here. Dragons were here. And then another. Mommy, look, there were fairies in the garden. They painted the flowers for you. The voice of the mother rang in. I don't remember planting those. My goodness, I wonder where they came from. Malut and the pixie smiled at each other as they felt the curiosity in the voices once again. The unusual heart-shaped stones were being found within the other rocks. The Inuit people in the north woke up to the pixie's sparkling snow. Little children were finding things in their shoes and wondering how they got there. It was starting to work, and Middleland was a symphony of happy voices from all over the world. And they kept coming in as clear as the blue eyes of the little pixie who now leapt into the air with pure joy, twisting and flickering her beautiful colored wings. They did it. The world was beginning to believe and have hope again. Malut smiled so widely, Katamazoo hadn't seen him this happy in a long time. He plodded again heavily upon the ground into the center of the field around Middleland. And then he took straight off up into the sky to fly in victorious circles with the little pixie. It was a glorious sight. His massive wings made a brisk breeze on them all on the ground below and they all laughed and cheered together as he blew a plume of red and orange flame striped up into the air like fireworks. The pixie threw handfuls of sparkling dust within it and all became a wondrous celebration. And so, it is never too late to find your hope your happiness, your faith that magic and dreaming can help us all. All we have to do is try just a little harder. Open your eyes and open your hearts and find it inside. You never know what will remind you as you go through your day. After everyone left for their own homes again and Middleland was under the sleeping moon, Santa put his finger on the side of his nose and he and Rudolph vanished back to the North Pole. Everyone else went on their way as well. Malut said to his little friend Katamazoo that night, Let us all keep this feeling alive with our efforts, Cat so that no one ever forgets to believe again, especially me. Thank you for reminding me, my little friend. Cat and Malut watched the shooting stars in the sky as they listened to the faint whispers now on the night air of the little children 
making wishes on the twinkling entities. They were seeing again in a way that only the happiest of hearts could. The little pixie patted Malut with her tiny hand on top of his head and flew off with glee in her heart. Cat and Malut gazed up again and felt as though they had done something very good. And Malut was happy himself once again. That's the end to this mystical story. And I hope you join me again in another place and another time. And don't forget to watch for magical signs all around you. Think happy thoughts and be good within your heart. Bye-bye for now.